I just flew back from Vegas and boy are my arms tired. So <clears throat> I took this trip with my brother. His name is Chris. And we've been planning the trip for a while. So I want to go through the economics of this trip. Because trips to Vegas tend to be pretty expensive. The hotels are expensive. You're gambling. You're going to strip clubs. You're going to shows, whatever. The money just flies out the door. So let me go through the economics of this trip. The hotel was free. I got the hotel with Amex points. So the hotel was free. The flight was 800 bucks. I made $300 gambling, and I spent $200 on food and miscellaneous stuff. So the price tag for the trip was $600. Bucks. That's, that's it for the whole trip. Yeah, I told you I was a cheap fuck. The economy of Las Vegas is incredible. I mean, people fly from around the world to pour money into this economy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I spent a lot of time at the craps table. I'm guessing I was at the craps table for about six hours in, you know, bursts over a couple of days. You see a lot of crazy stuff at the craps table. Now, up until this point, you know, because I'm a cheap fuck, I was like, I'm not gambling at a high limit table. So I would play at a $15 table and that was it. Well, I didn't have a choice. They didn't have any $15 tables. They had $25 tables. So this is the first time I ever played at a $25 table. So really, you know, you can play at a $25 table for $25, but if you really want to play craps, you need to at least take one times odds behind the $25 and you need a bet on the six and the eight. So that's another 50 bucks. You really need to be betting a hundred bucks, which is a lot. You know, that's a lot. I didn't do that. I just bet the pass line with odds. And so I had 50 bucks on the table at any given time. And if you have 50 bucks on the table at any given time, then, you know, basically you need a bankroll of 20 bets, you know, to withstand any volatility. So there was a guy at the table who would cash in for 25 grand. And you would sit there with a bunch of bananas at the table. And a banana is a yellow chip. It's a $1,000 chip. Okay. And he would have on the table betting $10,000 at any given time. It was, it was incredible. You know, so I talked to him for a bit. He was a super nice guy. I don't know where he was from. I get the impression he was from New Jersey, maybe something like that. He was wearing, you know, for all the money he was carrying around, he had like, a $5 champion t-shirt and champion shorts. I mean, that he got from target, you know, <laughs> and which is a, another story altogether. But, uh, I had no, I, I have no idea what he did for a living, but he, you know, over the course of the weekend, he probably gambled a hundred thousand bucks for sure. You know, I saw him at the tables pretty much every day. Now at night, the $25 tables would disappear and the $50 tables and the hundred dollar tables would come out. Yes, they have $100 craps. That is something. $100 craps. There is so much freaking money in Vegas. It is unbelievable. It's it's absolutely incredible. And the thing I can't figure out is whether these people really have that money or they're gambling with money they don't have or they're just gambling with their entire life savings or what. But people gamble with huge amounts of money. I mean, look. Like, I am a millionaire. I got lots of money, and I just am not, 
I'm not going to walk up to the table and lose more than 500 bucks. Like, I just can't bring myself to do it, you know. Like, I would, instead of, instead of losing a couple thousand bucks at the tables, I would much rather go shopping and spend a couple thousand bucks and get something for it. So I don't understand the logic to see, you know, some people have gambling addictions and don't get me wrong. Like I have my own addictions, but my addictions do not extend to gambling. Like I just, it it doesn't do anything for me. I don't really get a thrill out of it. In fact, it makes me uncomfortable, you know? So here's how the math works. If you bet the pass line on craps and you max out your odds, there's about a half percent edge to the casino. If you bet the pass line and take one times odds, which is what I was doing, there's about a 1% edge to the casino. So if I was betting 50 bucks, I would be losing 50 cents with every roll of the dice. And I was there for about 500 rolls. So that's 250 bucks, which is about what I lost on craps. Funny how that works. Math checks out. I made more money betting on sports. I didn't bet 500 times on sports. I bet two or three times on sports, and I got lucky. Okay. Now, the guy who was betting $10,000 at a time, he wasn't betting as optimally. He had a lot of hard ways and horn high yo and all this stuff. So he probably, I'm guessing he was losing, on a theoretical basis, he was losing about $500 per roll of the dice. If he's there for 500 rolls, that comes out to $25,000, and he played for much more than 500 rolls. So the house, in the long term, it's the law of large numbers. In the long term, the house doesn't lose. So what is the purpose of gambling? Why do you gamble? If you know you're going to lose, why why do you gamble? And here's the purpose of gambling. You're hoping that you're going to have a short-term run of luck and then walk away. Okay, but here's what happens. People do have short-term runs of luck. But they don't walk away. They pour it back into the casino, and that's Vegas. The stock market is kind of the same way, you know, which is why if you buy and hold, it's the optimal strategy. There's only one roll of the dice. But if you keep racking up, if you keep trading and you're racking up transactions costs and bid ask spreads, that's going to eat into your bankroll over time. That's the edge to the casino. So the more you the more you trade or the more you gamble, the more money you're going to lose. This is why day traders don't last long in the market. I'm pretty proud of the fact that I took a trip to Vegas for 600 bucks. Now, there were definitely things I wanted to spend money on. We went into the Crystals Mall. The Crystals Mall, which is uh, it's by the Aria, is probably the most high-end mall I've ever seen in my entire life including the one at Tyson's Corner in um, Virginia. That's a pretty insane mall, (laughs) considering it's not in Vegas. But the Crystals Mall is nuts. And I went there, and I went into the Tom Ford store. Now, I have have kicked tires in the Tom Ford store before to look for a suit. The suits there are about five or six thousand bucks. Um, I never bought one. It just seemed excessive to me. You know, if I wear a Tom Ford suit in Myrtle Beach... I'm going to go to Carolina Roadhouse. I'm going to get a burger. I'm going to get ketchup on the suit. Then I got to take it to my knucklehead dry cleaner. Like, it's just, you know, I'm just like, there's no point. So I never bought a $5,000 suit. But they have casual clothes, too, and the casual clothes are amazing. So I walked into the Tom Ford store, and I, and I there's a mannequin, uh, a female mannequin with women's clothes. 
And I'm like, this is an incredible outfit. So I took a picture of it and I sent it to my wife and I said, you got to get this. And she says, yeah, it looks good. And I'm like, but the, the condition is that you have to wear heels. And she never wears heels. And she said, yes, I'll do it. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. So we are, you know, the background here is my wife. My wife is really not the best dressed person in the world. She does okay. But I want to get I want to get her clothes that are just like hot. I want to get her fashionable clothes. So she did agree to it and it's going to happen. Then you have the strip clubs in Vegas, which we did not go to. Um, but that's another way to part with your money in Vegas. I was taking a cab and I asked the cab driver about him. I asked the cab driver about the strip clubs. I'm like, what's the story with the strip clubs these days? He says, well, the big corporate ones like Spearmint Rhino and Sapphires, he says those, they have, uh, they still have some COVID restrictions in place. And uh, if you get a lap dance, uh, the dancer has to have one foot on the floor and it's kind of a, it's kind of a buzzkill. Um, he said, you can always go to the Hustler Club. That's where all the nasty girls are, <laughs> which I confirmed with a couple other people. He also mentioned a place called Sophia's, uh, which was by the Aria. Uh, but it was interesting to hear the intel on that. Nothing nothing has changed there for sure. So, uh, I, like I said, I didn't go. I don't plan to go in the future, but it was interesting to know. Maybe sometime I'll give you my philosophy on that. Also, the cab driver was telling us about his business. He had a sports memorabilia business. And... Um, so I asked him, I was like, look, like I got some old baseball cards. I have a 1980 Ricky Henderson rookie card. I said, how much is that worth? He's like, no way. He says, that card is worth $9,000. And I'm like, wow, I have a card that's worth $9,000. And I have Mark McGuire on the Olympic team. And I have a Don Mattingly rookie card. And I'm, I mean, I got some legitimate cards, you know, and they're sitting somewhere in my house. I actually don't know where they are. I have no idea where these cards are. They're somewhere in the house. Um, I, I got I got to I'll find him when I move, you know, one thing about Vegas. And I wrote about this for my Substack. What, what, what is with the cargo shorts? Why do all the dudes in Vegas wear cargo shorts? Now, keep in mind, this was March madness. We were there for, and it was all dudes, a bunch of dudes wearing cargo shorts and tank tops and flip flops and dad hats. What is up? What is up? Like, I, I, I think you should get dressed up to go to a casino. And you know, when I think about Ocean's Eleven, you know, when Danny Ocean, George Clooney gets sprung from jail, and the first thing he does, he makes a beeline to the Trump Plaza, and he shows up in this houndstooth jacket with a brown shirt. It looks like a million bucks. And you look around the Trump Plaza, and everybody's all dressed up. I'm like, this is awesome. I mean, this is like old time Hollywood type stuff. Like you want everybody to be wearing suits. I'm telling you, all the people at the Cosmopolitan were wearing cargo shorts, flip flops. Come on. What are you doing? What is that? What is the pocket for? What is the extra pocket for? The only thing I'm now, now I've owned cargo shorts. I don't anymore. But if you if you're wearing cargo shorts, what do you use the pocket for? Well, the only the only real thing you would use it for is a can of dip and nothing else. You're not going to put your wallet in there. So Ocean's Eleven, all those guys are wearing suits throughout the movie, you know, and everyone in the in the movie is wearing jackets or suits. So <laughs> the only reason you should be wearing shorts 
is if you were at the beach or you're 10 years old or you're 10 years old at the beach. Otherwise, you should not be wearing shorts unless you're at the pool or the gym. Those are the only exceptions. Otherwise, no shorts. It's for little boys. Don't wear shorts. I live in South Carolina. It gets hot here in the summer. It's disgusting. I wear pants all summer. I do not wear shorts. So anyway, I, I in high school they had these awards. I won nicest legs. So the people in high school appreciated when I wore shorts. But uh, anyway, anyway, thanks for listening to the Be Smart podcast. What a disaster! I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time. <laughs>